You are now tuned into the Anxious Ambition Podcast, where you will be hearing raw and unfiltered conversations with those who struggle with mental illness, but refuse to let that get in the way of them achieving their dreams. Our hope is that by hearing their stories, you are inspired to do more. Here are their stories. Anxious. Ambition. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Anxious Ambition Podcast. Today's guest is a little bit different, not a uh, social media influencer or yeah. a, uh, yeah, get, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've getting a lot of questions about, you know, what to do going off to college, you know, going off on your own, meeting new people. And, you know, I was in college, shit, it's probably been... I don't know, eight, nine years now. So, I mean, I'm a little out of touch in that world. So today we actually had to have a guest, Andy Stevens. Andy was one of the kids I coached. What, what year was that, Andy? Like, man, what junior, year? Junior and senior year of high school. So probably five years from now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was one of the first kids I coached. And, you know, we kind of been t- t- talking since. And, you know, we got into talking about anxiety and everything. And, you know, he recently graduated college, so it was the perfect person to have on. And uh, so welcome to the show, Andy. Hey, thanks for having me. Nice talking to you and glad I could help. No, of course. Yeah. So just kind of giving a little backstory, like I said, me and you, you know, we go back, I coached you and um, I mean, tell us a little bit about your history with, you know, mental health. You know, when did, when did it all kind of start for you when you noticed anxiety kind of creeping in? Do you have like a, a moment? Yeah. Yeah. Just starting off with, I definitely suffered from severe social anxiety and OCD with uh, specifically checking things like making sure the car windows were locked, doors mm-hmm. locked, stove off, everything like that. Uh, grew up pretty normal. Again, just as you said, loved sports. I grew up playing hockey, baseball, and then transitioned to volleyball, which was probably the best decision of my life with making friends and good. still close with a lot of people today. So really like that. So going into high school was definitely when I first started noticing that I had some sort of issue. Mm-hmm. I'd say fr- freshman year, I had a specific English class that required a lot of speeches. And I knew just progressively as I getting older, it got harder for me just to stand up in front of a classroom with 30, 15 eyes, 30 eyes on you, mm-hmm. just speaking in, in front of a class when nobody else is talking. So I just knew progressively that that was getting worse and that was kind of a, a little odd with that English class. And then right as I hit sophomore year, it, it really hit me bad. Mm. Just uh, specific instances in math class, just being called out with specific uh, questions like, hey, Andy, what's this answer? I can immediately feel my face just blushing, sweating, and just being terrified of being wrong and just embarrassing mm. myself. Mm-hmm. Like beyond nerves at that point, right? Like, yep, yep absolutely. Yeah. And just one day in math class, uh, that happened really badly. And I remember going home and searching because I, I knew this was not like absolutely normal and mm-hmm. there had to be some sort of mental issue wrong with me. So I started Googling my symptoms, blushing the face, sweating, pure nervousness about giving speeches in high school. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that it was probably social anxiety, which was just a a really big shock to me because if you asked any of my high school friends or friends that I'm close with today, who is one person on the earth that just does not struggle with social anxiety, it would definitely be me. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was just really tough. Uh, 
going through and just going over the symptoms. I didn't really, I wasn't, I was just thought I would have to live with this for the rest of my life and just kind of control it. And I was again, really embarrassed by it because mm-hmm. nobody would suspect that I would have it. It's progressively getting worse through high school. I moved away to college in Omaha, Nebraska, because uh, just being from Illinois, I wanted just to move out of the country a little bit, do some exploring and just kind of have a fresh start in, in mm-hmm. a new state. Moving away from college my freshman year, I had a speech in one of my uh, African study classes in an exciting class freshman year, mm-hmm. gen eds that you had to take. And mm-hmm. there was a 15 minute speech that I had to give. And I just remember the night before, I just pure terror. That's what it was in my mind 24 seven. And about 12 hours before the speech, I just called my mom crying saying, wow. I just am just devastated by this social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, something's definitely wrong with me. And when I get home from school, I, I want to see a doctor. She, she didn't think too much of it. Don't really right. blame her too much because it's really hard. Yeah, of course. Understand. But I just, I just knew I needed to get help. Mm-hmm. Eventually got help. Uh, saw a doctor during winter break. Uh, extremely nervous about seeing a doctor because I just reading about social anxiety, I heard, oh, so they're just going to give you a pill and then everything's going to be no- uh, normal. Right. I was extremely against taking medication because of the side effects. Mm-hmm. And after just consulting with my doctor and speaking with people, I decided to why not give it a shot? I started taking uh, medicine and noticed uh, gradual improvements. And then I'd say it took a few months to go, but yeah. I've been doing tremendously since and really haven't, awesome. any, haven't had any major issues with my anxiety since I started consulting with the doctor. I, I have even had to see a doctor with, before, uh, before I even uh, went to study abroad. Mm-hmm. That was the last time I seen him. That was like three years ago. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm just really happy that I'm doing great with it and know that it could change in an instant. But for right now, um, I couldn't be better, honestly. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, I just want to say, you know, I'm proud of you for even doing that. I mean, that's, I mean, your story is just feels so similar. It was like 16, you know, like that's when it hit me hard too. It was like, okay, this is more than just nervousness. And like, you know, cause you tell someone, oh, I don't want to give a speech. It's like, no shit, you know, no one does. But then it's like, you're, you're ruminating, you're thinking about it all the time. And it's like, it gets out of hand. And the fact that you even knew to like, you know, call your mom and be like, okay, like I need help. Like that was, you know, I commend you for that. And just, you know, your story is so similar to so many other people that are listening to this and it's like, it's okay to get help. And with the medication, like it worked great for you. Um, and you've been on the same medication for a couple of years, I'm assuming now. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first medicine I've taken, which my whole family basically suffers from anxiety and mm-hmm. they've had to try so many different oh, yeah. and stuff. It's ridiculous. And I just got extremely lucky with it being the first one and I hadn't had a switch. That's see, that's yeah. And that alone, that's a great thing. Cause mm-hmm. like even in my family as well, we've got, you know, some people that are had different medications. I myself have probably tried seven, eight different kinds or whatever. And you get lucky sometimes like you did, which is great. Um, so like, just, just one thing I always say, like if, if you do decide to go to the route of medication and it doesn't work for you, like don't feel like medication won't work. It's just certain ones don't work for certain people and, you know, don't get discouraged. And, um, let's go back to, you know, okay. So going into college, I mean, did you have any initial anxieties like leaving? Cause you, you went out, you went out of state. 
mm-hmm. that had to be, I mean, it's pretty major. How did you deal with it? Like, how did you deal with transitioning? Cause I mean, did you probably didn't, did you know many people going to that school? I, I knew absolutely one person coming one person. to my high school, which was even more than usual and definitely right. going to a completely different state with social anxiety, meaning I'm scared to speak with new and different people and <laughs> right. going to a different state where I'm required to speak with new and different people. I knew it would be tough, but mm-hmm. I, I still wanted to go through it. I didn't want the anxiety to stop me from kind of living my life. I, I Absolutely. Knew have, I knew it would have been, I knew it would have been extremely hard. And I just, I just kind of had to like, I don't want to say like sucking up and deal with it, but I knew it was going to be tough and I, I just wanted to do it anyways. Yeah. Face it head on. Right. You know, you attacked it. And like, I think one thing we talk about in here is like, you know, anxiety is what it is. You know, we were going to deal with it our whole lives, but if you let it completely control you, like if you were like, you know, Hey, I'm just going to stay home and never would have branched out. I mean, who knows where you would have been now? I mean, you probably, you may never, you know, never would have had that moment of the speech or anything like that, where you might be crippled, not crippled, you know, like not been able to do shit. And, um, I mean, when it comes to anxiety, I know like the medication has helped, but what other things have helped you? Like it, any practices, yoga, meditation, anything like that, or yeah, mostly the medicine has been just uh, tremendous for me. I have That's been, awesome. Uh, I have been doing a, a little bit of yoga. I definitely mm-hmm. want to get into more of that. As, as you know, one of my volleyball coaches was yeah. really into yoga and made us do some of that during freshman and sophomore year. So I found that to be really helpful as well. But just reaching out first to get some help with the doctor was just an absolutely key step in there because I, I think my doctor put it perfectly that. Mm-hmm right now I was just surviving and I, I knew I just didn't want to just be living. I, I want, I knew mm-hmm. of the person that I was and wanted to be. And I, I just didn't want anxiety to control that at all. Absolutely. I think that's one of the hardest part. I mean, anyone that deals with anxiety or even like any mental illness, right. Depression is like that. Like the worst part is when you feel like, like you're not yourself anymore and you, or you can't be yourself. Like, like you're just, like you said, you're just surviving, you know, mm-hmm. and that, it gets old and it gets, it, it puts a huge weight on you. And when you can find some relief, it's incredible. And you can just finally live your life again. Yep. Going, going back to what I said earlier, if you asked mm-hmm. any of my friends in high school, who would be the last person to suffer with social anxiety, it, it would be me. It's oh, for sure. Just being quiet and just, just kind of sitting there again, just being quiet. It's just totally not me. And I was just, I ended up getting sick of it. I couldn't be mm-hmm. myself. And once I finally decided to get help, I mean, the sky's the limit for me, honestly, right now. That's awesome. And that gets, you know, so, you know, obviously we talk about ambitions on here. Do you have any goals right now? I mean, you, you, you just graduated, right? Or yep, I just, yep, I just graduated. I started uh, working at a brokerage firm and brokerage training right now. So awesome. just, just a lot of studying to get licenses sure. in the future. In a couple of years, I would like to see myself uh, getting a master's degree in a, abroad. Awesome. Uh, hopefully just, so I don't have to spend even more money here. <laughs> It'd be definitely cheaper to go abroad. And I'm extremely interested in international business. And after I studied abroad, which we will definitely talk about, I, mm-hmm. I knew that's, that that was like my aha moment. That's what I, what I knew I wanted to do for the rest of my life. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about that. So what was it? Was it your senior year, junior year? When did you decide to study abroad? Yes, during, during the second semester of my sophomore year, mm-hmm. after I saw a doctor and was getting better, I remember I was sitting, just listening to a lecture in accounting class. And then all of a sudden, uh, 
I remember my brother saying that one of the things he regretted most about not going to about going to college was that he didn't have the opportunity to study abroad. Mm-hmm. And b- both my parents loved uh, the idea of me going abroad. I had a friend from high school who was from Belgium. He was a foreign exchange student in Belgium. So that's where I knew I wanted to study at, mm-hmm. knowing, knowing that it would be the, like the ultimate test to see whether uh, the medicine was working. And it, de- it definitely worked out. Mm-hmm. Just looking back on it, definitely the happiest three or four months of my life. I was the absolute, the only American at my entire university in a smaller town in Belgium, just being forced to communicate with people, (laughs) just different people from literally across Europe and the rest of the world. I knew that if I wasn't, if I did not take, ended up uh, speaking with a doctor and taking the medication that that would just not have been remotely Mm -hmm. possible. I would have, camped out of my room the whole time, not experiencing traveling and speaking with friends who I'm still friends with today. Yeah. That's, it's incredible. And like, I know you, you keep bringing up the medication. I do want to say too, like, give yourself some credit too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, even just taking medication or even taking that first step is, you know, it's huge. And you still took these steps, right? But it, obviously it helped you, but it's, it's going to, it pushed you to do these things that are often extremely uncomfortable you know you studied abroad by yourself basically you know like that's it's fucking crazy that you did that and you should you know be proud of that and obviously it's led to you where you are today and so when you were studying abroad like what I mean what was like your aha moment of like okay this is what I want to do for my my for a living just mostly at the end of it I remember my last day there just saying goodbye to all my friends who I knew I wouldn't Mm -hmm. see for at least a couple years especially when COVID hit, I was walking to the train station and I literally had to stop for a second because I started crying, just thinking mm-hmm. about how all the fun memories I had with my new friends and just knowing that my anxiety was doing really good, just really appreciating the steps that I've taken to help solving it and just looking back at all the experiences of it. Just That's really awesome. love meeting new people from who grew up in completely different ways and I did. It was just something you can never forget for the rest of your life. No, I mean, it's hard to even wrap my head around it. Like just going, <laughs> doing what you did is, is remarkable. Yeah. Just being, um, scared, just being yeah. scared of talking to a little group of Americans when I was in high school and then just having no problem giving a speech in front of 40 kids who I've never seen before. And That's not, awesome. not really stressing about it. Just a complete 360. My, even my doctor was like, just the first time I saw you and now it's mm. just, it's like, you can't, you know, you can't even explain the, the difference. It's, it's, it's possible to explain. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I hope all, you know, this, you hearing Andy say this, like this, it should give you hope, you know, the whole, a lot of the reasons why we you know, do the podcast and everything, it's like, just to give people hope, you know, we're all, you know, everyone listening more than likely is dealing with some sort of anxiety or know someone that is, and maybe you don't know how to help them, but you know, there are options, you know, whether it's medication or, you know, some natural approaches and things like that. But if you sit on your ass, you don't do anything. Like if you, if you wouldn't have called your mom that day, or you wouldn't have taken that first step, nothing would have changed. Mm-hmm. It probably got worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And it would have just been kind of, kind of surviving. Now. Yeah. And you Not probably would have fell into a deep depression. I mean, honestly, you probably would have fell into a pretty deep depression or anything. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it's just, you know, I hope, I hope everyone, you know, gets the help you need and don't be afraid to, to do that. I mean, 
it's, I mean, how did your mom react? Cause I know, I mean, I know, I know your mom and she seems like she deals with some anxiety, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. She, she hasn't really seen a doctor at all, but if you ask anybody in my family, yeah. like she's definitely really big OCD anxiety. Mm-hmm. She, she, she knew the uh, person who I was and that again, I would be the last person to suffer from anxiety. So she didn't really understand it too well. She's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you're just, uh, just afraid of public speaking. But I mean, it got, I, I used to like tutor kids as well. I was getting sweating, blushing profusely, just even speaking with those kids. And I, mm-hmm. I knew there's absolutely no reason for me to feel this ner- nervous. Uh, my mom just assumed I, again, it was just a public speaking thing, which mm-hmm. is, un- which is kind of understandable considering it is literally the greatest biggest fear that most people oh right in this country like literally more than people fear public speaking more than they fear dying if you look at <laughs> i believe it. it's insane yeah i mean, I mean it makes sense mm-hmm. but it's like you recognized um i think the same thing goes for um like depression i think of this so like when people you know they're sad about things that they're supposed to be but then they realize they're sad about things or not I mean not sad but they don't have the emotions about things that always make them happy and similar to you, like, you know, you're tutoring someone and, you know, you're doing that, you know, it's typically not something that makes you nervous. And then, you know, once your anxiety starts ramping up it's every little thing, you know, that overwhelming feeling that just creeps into your life. And yeah, yeah, it's just the anxiety, it just, it, it took up so much time in my brain, like just going back in a normal day, like so much of the time was just stressing about, uh, public speaking. I remember just signing up for classes in college. I would uh, Google the professor and look at the, their syllabus just to find the classes where I'd have to talk in front of the class just the least amount. And then mm-hmm. when I got later in college, like that didn't matter at all to me. So again, just a big jump. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, I mean, it, it's incredible that, you know, everyone noticed like now you're able to be your old self, you know, because like when I coached you, oh yeah, like social butterfly, you said whatever the hell you wanted to. I mean, whatever. Yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah, funny. Whatever. Yeah, it was you. I mean, it kind of reminded me of myself. I mean, I was the same way, you know, just said what was on my mind, whether it was, uh, I don't want to say appropriate or not, but I mean, whatever, shoot from the hip, you know, um, and is appreciative. And um, if you, I mean, I'm just trying to think, you know, because there's a lot of people that reach out and are like, you know, I'm going off to college, you know, I deal with some anxiety, you know, it, even if, let's just say medication, you know, maybe they're dealing with a little bit of anxiety or things like that. Is there any things that you would recommend doing, you know, going off into college and, you know, whether it's joining groups or seeking help or, you know, do you have any recommendations? Uh, for, definitely first and foremost, I wouldn't let the anxiety just again, control your life. Like even, even if you're suffering anxiety, mm-hmm. it's probably only going to be temporarily. Don't let that stop you from exploring something new or completely different. Uh, breathing again that would really help doing some yoga and just being straight up honest with people my doctor told me like hey if you're like just not feeling up for it you're feeling anxious it's not a really big issue to just tell your friends hey I'm feeling a little anxious which is Mm -hmm. completely normal in college because if you if you think about college right now that's probably where the big group of people suffering from oh yeah this is from so yeah just don't let the anxiety control your life and Going back to what you said earlier about the hope, my anxiety was just absolutely terrible. Again, going back to the symptoms, the blushing, the sweating, just the staying up all night, just worrying about speech that I would give and 
about 24 hours. I know that if I can get through it, you can, you can definitely get through it as well. That's awesome. Yeah. I, the talking about it thing hits home. I think the more we're open about it, I mean, the better, right? I mean, if you just like tell your friends like, Hey, you know, I deal with some anxiety and it is what it is. And you know, like you said, if you just tell someone you're anxious, you're like totally cool with it. Right. I mean, and if, and if they're not like, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, exa- you know, exactly. It's like, or, you know, maybe you got to educate them a little bit. Some people just, some people throw around the word ang- you know, anxious and stuff, but it's like, no, this is serious. Like I, I do deal with some anxiety and, you know, it reminds me of me being in college and telling my friends like, Hey, you know, like, you know, I'm really anxious. And it's like, well, what do you mean? Because like, you know, people don't know, you know, unless you educate them or they do research on their own. And, you know, nowadays the, the stigma is kind of getting, um, it's getting lifted a little bit. So more and more people are educating themselves or, you know, knowing about it. So I think it's getting a little easier, but I mean, the first thing I, whenever I talk to someone that's, um, going into college, just honestly, tell your roommate, tell, or if you trust your roommate, you know, sometimes they're random and you never know, but like finding people you trust and just being open about it, that, that mask that you have to wear is just lifted and you can be yourself. And that's, you know, college to me is finding your true self, you know, no more parents watching over you. You could do whatever you want. Well, you know, it could be good, bad, you know, we all do dumb shit in college too, but like, yeah, it's college. You learn from it. Right. And you, you, you learn and you become who you want to be. And if you're someone that deals with anxiety, it doesn't mean it has to control your life. Like we talked about, I mean, you, you studied abroad, you did all these things and I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you even helped people. Like, did you ever really have any open conversations with anyone about anxiety? If there was one thing I struggled with just telling, uh, that would probably definitely okay. just, uh, being reaching out to people. Like my mom was the first after suffering for, for like three or four years, my mm-hmm. mom was literally the first person I said that I was like, Hey, I'm getting really anxious in some social situations. And then you were honestly the first person who I explained the full story to. I, I mean, I appreciate that. Just, just speaking with new people, it's, just, it's not something that like, it just pops off on my Sure. Mind. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I'm being, uh, yeah, I, I suffer from uh, anxiety and just be right. like, mm, okay. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's definitely becoming better nowadays where basically everybody is suffering from some different mental illness and just like it's getting better. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, there's different grades to it too. Like, even if, you know, you got a friend that maybe just, you know, having their, maybe they're having their first panic attack or something. And, you know, you being someone that has dealt with it for years can, you know, help them. And because everyone's going to have, you know, anxiety, everybody has it Mm -hmm. or deals with it. You know, it's a thing, whether you have an anxiety disorder is another thing, but we can all help each other. And that's the whole point. You know, if we don't help each other, I mean, this isn't going to get better. You know, we yeah. need to, it, the more we talk about it or just, you know, you coming on this is, is brave of you and I appreciate it. And I know you said you haven't talked to many people. Yeah. You should be proud of yourself. And <laughs> even the three people that listen to this are going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, just after going through the, uh, just the experiences and definitely just on the lookout now for if, speaking to somebody, I noticed mm-hmm. like a little, like something that catches my eye of something that I went through, maybe just like pull them to the side. Don't announce it in front of a group. Like for a, sure. girl, a girl did to me in high school, which pretty much oh. started, which started my anxiety. Yikes. Yeah. Tell me about that. I remember it was just, <laughs> this is such a weird story. I, I was uh, just talking with one of my uh, 
good friends in high school. And I, I just suddenly the song, uh, sweet child of mine from McQueen started mm-hmm. playing in my head. So I was just singing that, uh, singing that in my head. And then my, uh, teacher just randomly calls on me, Andy, why don't you sing for the uh, rest of the class? Beat like the yeah. worst moment of my life. Beat red, sweating, everybody's eyes on me, laughing at me. Yeah. They're judging me. It was just absolutely terrible. And just, I think that's what really gave me the heads up that I'm experiencing something. I, I also mm-hmm. remember sophomore year, uh, just in a debate where I had my first and thank God only panic attack. I, I had a really good point to make in a debate and a, a girl noticed me right next to me. I was like, Hey, that's a really good idea. You should uh, speak up. And I, my heart just started racing. I, I knew I was having a panic attack and mm-hmm. I just could not say a single word. And it, it was just terrible. And just going through what I've done, I definitely can sympathize with other people and just hopefully able to help them out even the slightest bit. That's why I'm happy to do the show. I oh, appreciate it. Yeah, that's so. You, so you only had one like full blown panic attack. Yep. Yeah, yep. As wow. as far as I can know, which is yeah, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, I think I'm pretty similar to that. Though. I never, I don't really have full blown. I mean, I, I have obviously, but mine it's always like super heightened anxiety. That's like extent, you know, lasts a little bit, but never. And it doesn't usually like boil over. Um, but the point you brought up about like noticing people with anxiety and like maybe talking to them, that was one part about coaching. Like, I mean, you don't you know, at the time, you know, there was definitely players that, you know, was on our team. And, um, I have talked to about, it's like, Hey man, it seems like, um, you know, I told them what I deal with and then it helps them identify. It's like, you know, like, Hey, are you dealing with anxiety? Like, you know, they usually don't know what the hell that is or, mm-hmm. but it's like, Hey, you know, just so you know, like I deal with it too. And, you know, uh, there was definitely times where I was coaching, where I was having anxiety attacks that I just fought through and kept coaching and like, it's just there there's you don't always know what people are going through too and that's you know one thing it's like it is like an invisible disease where someone might be suffering with from a panic attack or anxiety and you don't even know it so and that's another thing like you can't like that's what the other thing about talking about it right if you talk about it you can get the help you know maybe some people just don't know what's going on whether it's your parents or loved ones like even you telling your mom and I had a similar thing with my mom it's like you know I told her what's going on and she's like, oh, you know, it's just, you're probably distressed or, you know, there's different things. Cause what I was anxious about was normal things. Right. Mm. But I knew it was something, it was more intense. It was the, because people can't see it. Only you can really feel it. Um, but people, some people that are, some people are really good at hiding it. Like, like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were really good at hiding. I mean, let me ask you, I mean, did you think I had an anxiety disorder or anything? Not, not honestly, no. Yeah. And like, and it's not to brag. It's just what it was, right? Like I was. I was on medication the whole time. I mean, not, I was like zombie. I was on medication, right? I was on medication for my anxiety. I was actually switching different medications at that time too. Like I was going through some shit, but like, and not saying it's, it's good that no one knew, but like, it's okay to tell people and, and be open about it because the more people know the better in the sense that they can feel like, I'm glad we had that open conversation, right? Because I know that I can reach out to you. You can reach out to me because people that deal with anxiety can relate to each other because these symptoms can be kind of weird. You know, it's like, Oh, Hey, I randomly, my heart started beating the fast and I felt pretty flush. And you, you tell your grandma that or something, she might say, Oh, you're having a heart attack. You need to call, you know, (laughs) but you could just be having a panic attack. It's, it's things like that. 
Yeah, um, just people people who don't suffer from mental illness. It's mm-hmm. it's I think it's literally impossible to fully understand what you're going through. That's why it's so important for people that are feeling better with their anxiety and mental illnesses to mm-hmm. kind of be on the lookout and reach out to people who you think you uh, might need might need help. I, I just remember uh, just looking back at it too. Just my anxiety was just affecting every single aspect of my life. Just with school, sports. I re- I remember just junior year of high school when I was playing with a, a really good team on varsity and I had no I didn't think I had a chance at starting at all and I actually started out as a starter mm-hmm. and I got extremely nervous just playing around the group of skilled people I was playing with didn't think I was good enough I remember just sitting there on serve receive just waiting for a serve just kind of shaking just being nervous before before games and Finally, one time coach stopped me and just told me, just, you are way too stressed right now. You're like, you need to, re- you need to relax. Like I'm, I'm putting you on a bench, bench for a while until you like get this figured mm-hmm. out. So it, it, it got to the point where I just wanted to be absolutely done with it. And I was willing to try basically anything to help get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Those moments can be tough because you just want to kind of, like you said, you just kind of want to be done with it, mm-hmm. but and you're, and you're young. I mean, what, 16, 17 years old? Like that, exactly. that, that's what we're trained to do. It's like, all right, we can just avoid this and find something else. Yeah. It's kind of hard to avoid like a normal conversation nowadays, <laughs> just be getting nervous about literally oh, yeah. one-on-one conversation. That's what, one of the big things that bothered me, just having like a one-on-one with like an authority figure, like a professor or teacher, mm-hmm. somebody like that, or just speaking into, uh, into a large group of people and just avoiding that is going into college is just not reasonable at all and <laughs> no. i knew that if i just wanted to really reach fullest potential that i was going to have to get this solved and asap absolutely um so i mean just thinking back i mean that i think i know the answer but like the first i mean the biggest step for you to getting you know to recovery to be giving where you are now was definitely like you know probably what calling your mom yeah to getting that first step Yep. I remember her. I was literally already crying on the phone mm-hmm. telling her I wanted to come home. I'm so su- I'm suffering from severe social distress, just speak in front of people. This is, it's not just being scared of public speaking. It, it's something more with that. And just definitely reaching out to somebody was the first step, e- even if they didn't really fully like believe you or think something's happened. I, I got a, an appointment with a doctor and then, everything started to work out after that and having a really good doctor was extremely useful too. Absolutely. Dr. Jeff was um, absolutely amazing. He was the first and only doctor I had with social mental illness. What was a psychiatrist or was it just like a general? It was a psychiatrist. Oh, perfect. That's another thing too. I would tell people it's like, that's definitely the move, which honestly I don't think is everyone's first move. Like when I was your age, I just went to see my general doctor. And you're there for five minutes and he's like, okay, here's this pill. Take it. It's like, okay, I guess. And to be honest, like I didn't really take it that religiously. I didn't really know what I was doing. It wasn't until I saw like a psychiatrist mm-hmm. or a psychologist, or whatever you want to see. Um, someone that's trained in mental health, not just a general physician. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big step too. And smart, just, honestly. Just, you know, just speaking to a doctor, that was the one thing I was worried about there to pick. Oh, here, take this pill. You'll, you'll, you'll yep. live. I'm just like, I, I was pretty against medication. I've known some of my best friends have suffered from problems with being addicted to that kind of stuff. And I knew I just wanted to stay far away from it. And my doctor did a perfect job of explaining like, 
hair, you're going to have a, this potential little side effect, mm-hmm. but I mean, the results from it is going to be just way worth it. And it has, I have little, I don't have any side effects from my medication. That's awesome. And you lucked out. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. My doctor is still really surprised at, about how well it worked because the medicine uh, that I first started taking mm-hmm. a lot of my different family members took it and it just did not work for them. Right. And he explained, he explained to me that uh, when multiple family members are trying to go through or trying to like find a medication that works normally, it's the same thing because of the bloodline and genes, sure. the same pill that works for them. So it was just a really interesting situation. And it definitely, I think it definitely, the medication absolutely helped, but mm-hmm. A lot of it too was just me being just ready and willing to make the change, put myself Absolutely. in an uncomfortable situation. I, I remember the the first time I knew that I was experiencing stuff different. I went online to find like little programs online that you could help with like breathing and like just having specific thoughts in your head online. Mm-hmm. Those programs did absolutely nothing for me. It, it, it reminds me of like a like a day trader making a YouTube video of like, Hey, I just made 30 K in a week. Right. Well, buy my set of videos and you can retire by the age of 30. Yeah. Like th- those did absolutely nothing for me. I did the same shit. <laughs> I like just pissed away 300 bucks. You take the course. I'm like, well, it did, it did nothing to the chemicals in my brain. So, I mean, yeah. the one thing that you, know, you bring up the medication and I talked about it as well before is it's, <clears throat> I don't want to say a crutch, but it kind of is right. It, it, but it helps you do those things that are uncomfortable. Like, it's not like you had zero, you know, these medications don't get rid of all fear or all stress, all anxiety, It just kind of helps calm you down a little bit. It helps you face those fears a little bit better. Right. So whether it's, I mean, I'm someone who's in sales and going up to people's, you know, even though these people know I'm coming to their home, I go to their house. I still feel that out, you know, a little bit of nervousness, but it doesn't boil over, you know, and it allows me to push myself outside of my comfort zone. And the more stuff you you do that are uncomfortable, you know, become comfortable doing it. And, and those things become easier and easier. So like, it's almost like it, it's an aid, just like everything, you know, anxiety, depression, there's, it's usually not just one thing, you know, you taking that medication absolutely helps hundred percent but you took those steps too, you know, and did things that even people that have zero anxiety would be afraid to do, you know, going abroad by yourself basically. And I mean, it's those steps. And I think, you know, that's what, you know, it's what anxious ambition is all about. It's anxiety, you know, we have anxiety, but it's not going to define our lives and we're going to do what we want to do and show people that you can do it too. I mean, there may be some hurdles, right. You know, you had a, a rough couple of years and but look where you're at now. You graduated college. And I mean, w- let's talk about like, what's your goals? You got some lofty, you got some lofty goals. Well, what's your, what's your goals right now? Like, uh, do you have any short-term goals or long-term goals? Anything like that? The short term, I'm, I'm actually taking a couple of licenses tests in a couple of weeks oh. to be certified to sell securities and stuff like that. That's uh, definitely a short term. Again, okay. as I said earlier, long term, yeah. just wanting to go out and spend some more time abroad and potentially even, move out there it, it, it for me it just seemed like it was just a completely different atmosphere there just mm-hmm. every, everybody just seemed extremely happy and just calm and more like everybody just seemed like they, they were friendly and that's stress out americans that, that's that's some, that's something that you know if I, if I live there for the rest of my life i know that the anxiety would not be a big of an issue and going back on a point that you said earlier with the mm-hmm. 
medication. Like I still, even though I'm doing like extremely well with my anxiety, considering the circumstances, mm-hmm. I still notice that like every now and then, like I'll like have to like speak in front of some people. I'll, I'll get like a little nervous. I'll feel myself blushing. And then like my first thought is not freak out. It's just like, eh, what, what are you going to do about it? It's not a big exactly. deal, which is, right. ab- which is absolutely insane because as you said earlier, everybody, experiences anxiety it's Mm -hmm. that's what fight or flight it's all about except absolutely it used to be just freak out (laughs) and now it's just just acceptance (laughs) right hey i'm nervous but here we go well you know like let's just let's just go with it Mm -hmm. um before we kind of wrap things up i mean is there any advice anything you'd like to tell people i mean going through anxiety whether they're you know in high school college you know i I just get a lot of people that are like, you know, I just don't know what to do. You know, I don't know what to tell my, should I tell my parents? Should I get help? I mean, what, what would you recommend to people? God, I would just say, just try to reach out to a psychiatrist or somebody who specializes in mental mm-hmm. illnesses ASAP, doing some research on yourself to know like, Hey, this kind of sets me off. Like a lot of other people are experiencing that. And again, just as we were just talking about, just mm-hmm. accepting it. I mean, you were born going to have anxiety no matter what there's nothing that you have done to for you to deserve this and just Mm -hmm. accepting that and realizing that hey many people have gotten over stuff like this and that i can too it's it's it means it's the biggest change in the world absolutely yeah that's incredible so let me ask you this do you, are you going to start posting on social media? You gonna st- I, I, I lost my Instagram password and I did not get that. <laughs> and I just cannot Can't uh, get it. figure that out. I, yeah. I don't really use Instagram anymore. The only social media I really use is Twitter and iFunny. If you consider iFunny social media, <laughs> that's hey, about it. I would say though, you know, you know, Twitter and stuff, great place to just put your words out there. I think people would listen and, just explaining what you're going through sometimes and giving words of encouragement would help a lot of people. And yeah, that's, um, that's definitely a good idea. I, I, when I even have social media, I literally just use it to check what yeah. other people are doing and saying, I really don't care if people know what I'm doing, but that's definitely something I could see myself doing. Speaking of social media, I mean, you're kind of in that age of where social, I mean, social media is kind of runs like, I don't say your guys' lives, but yeah. you know, it kind of is. I mean, did you notice that do you notice social media attributes to people's anxiety at all? Like maybe friends or anything? Like have you noticed anything yeah, like that? Yeah, definitely know what you mean about social anxiety. Just allowing this for you to text each other through a, a phone. And it, it was kind of nice for me having social media and just being able to text people and not having to have that one-on-one conversation when, mm-hmm. you're, like, when you're dead scared of having those conversations. Right. That, that helped a lot. And but I mean, it's also terrible that people nowadays just don't have like the greatest conversational skills and that's literally solely due to social media. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a blessing and a curse, right? Yeah. So if you're kind of obsessed with that, I'd say kind of stray away from it a little bit. Yeah. And, then, and one thing, I mean, like one thing I do is turn off all your notifications. You know, it helps because I think people with social media, I think with people your age, it's like, I mean, even me, like I, I do, I'm on social media too. And it's like, as soon as you get that notification, it's like, you know, you get a little anxiety. It's like, okay, I need to see what that is. I need to do this. I, you feel like someone's waiting for you to reply, which they probably aren't, you know, but 
turning off all his notifications has helped me a lot. So yeah, it's, it's some... nice also having a job uh, where you can, when you're done with the day, I can just put my phone away and I don't have to bother about work till the next day. So that definitely helps a lot. That's nice phone. too. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> that is nice. I don't think it's the same for you. No, <laughs> bastards always, I mean, whatever. Being in sales, your phone, I mean, like, whatever. Some people don't respect boundaries, but I don't have yeah. to, I don't have to reply and let them know, Hey, nine o'clock to, to call me is not a good idea. <laughs> so, um, before we get out of here, I mean, where can people find you though? I mean, if, if people like Twitter or anywhere, I mean, if people wanted to check you out, where, where would they find you at? Yeah. Well, n- well now I'm actually going to have to make a new Instagram. <laughs> your new Instagram. <laughs> so, uh, well, what your Twitter? I, I'll definitely, I'll definitely, I don't, I don't use Twitter. <laughs> I don't post on Twitter. All right. uh, I just check the news on Twitter. That's cool. There's just That's funny cool. stuff on Twitter. I will make an Instagram. I, sure. I could uh, shoot out my email too. If anybody's experiencing yeah. anything, questions about college, just nervousness, I'm, I'll definitely hit you up and just share my experiences and help awesome. in any way I can. That's one thing I love about, again, just going through the anxiety process, just being able to help other people. Absolutely. Because it's, it's such a hindrance on people. And just helping and, people get rid of it. It's life-changing. That's, that's the only way to explain it. hundred percent. And I think too, it, it, it helps your anxiety too. Like helping other people feels good. It just does. And it, okay. it helps other people and you feel a little bit of relief and they feel relief. And we really are all in this together. Like this is life's a, life's a team effort. You know, it really is. If you're, you're doing it by yourself, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, if you, yeah, go ahead. Yep. I was, yeah. Just going back just being done with this or doing really good with anxiety right now. I, I love jobs with uh, speaking with people, just customer service, just doing anything I can just to make their, like if they're having a bad day, just doing it a little bit better, just making it a little bit better. And mm-hmm. with the job right now, I get to see like some of the surveys with what people said for me, and mm-hmm. just some of the, like literally the nicest things anybody it's like really said about me and just, Feels good. Telling me that they've been going through a really bad day and they really didn't want to call into the company and have to deal with it. And I just made their day a little bit better with helping them understanding their problems and just being quick to help them. And it's awesome. Happy to help them. It, helps, it puts things in perspective a little bit more too, right? Like you, you, I think you and, and I as well, like when you're, when you're dealing with the customers and stuff, you kind of think about anxiety a little bit. It's like, okay, maybe this person's a little anxious about something like, all right, what can I do to help? Right. What, how can I help the situation? Like you said, calling into customer service sucks. You're, you're, you're anxious about it. you sit there and you're waiting. You're like, all right, I'll call them nine, not 10 times. They're usually some doofus, but like, you know what I mean? Like, but you know, giving them a, a, a service like you did is obviously change that around and helps their day. So, all right. Last question. How do you want to be remembered, Andy? Oh my God. I should have prepared for this question. I, always, I know you always ask this. <laughs> I question. always ask. Uh, definitely want to be remembered as that one guy who really suffered with social anxiety and other mental disorders, being able to overcome it. And then just being that guy who was a really good listener, listens to people, what they're going through and just being the first person there to help them any way I can. It's, something I, I couldn't have done with, uh, with my anxiety of how it was just being scared mm. of having conversation with people. Right. I would absolutely avoid any conversation that was not a hundred percent necessary. And I'm just thankful now that I'm able to do that and say, that's how I want to be remembered. It's incredible. 
honestly, man, like I'm so proud of you, dude. Like I have known you for years now. You've come a long way. I mean, I don't even think about volleyball, right? Like you're, you, you just grown. You're funny as hell. You're always, you're always a little shithead though. Sometimes. Something. But hey, so was I. So was I as a kid. So, to, but yeah, it's all good though. Yeah, I loved having you as a, as a player, and uh, I'm really proud of you for what you're doing and being on here and talking about it. And I think, you know, like you said, how you be, want to be remembered. You're already living that, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, the more you can talk to people about it, and I think with age, you know, you'll become a little more mature about it and like be open to talk about it. And you know, if you approach the situation calmly and explain people what's going on, they're going to respect it and they're going to learn from you. And, uh, I mean, you've, you've gone through a lot. And so a lot of people are going to learn from you and, uh, we really appreciate you having you on the show, man. Yeah. Thank, and thank you also for starting the anxious mission. When I first learned out that you, uh, you started, I, it just grew my curiosity because I ne- again, I never realized that you mm-hmm. were suffering from it. It just goes to show you that people you would least expect are right. potentially going through stuff. And I'm happy to help with the anxious ambition in any way I can. Well, thank you, man. I mean, honestly, you were one of the first, Hey, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I don't even have that one, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's funny. I remember, um, like making that first post, I'm pretty sure you were one of the first people to reach out to me. And it was, that feels good too. Like you post something online and you, you're, you're scared, but then you realize how many people, it, all the people come out of the woodworks. It's like, okay, Andy deals with it. So-and-so deals with it. And it's like, wow, all these people are dealing with anxieties. have no idea. And it's, it's crazy, man. Millions of people. So yeah, that's, that's all to say. It's, it's, it's crazy. How many people are just experiencing it? And, and silence, right? Yeah. They're not talking about it. So like, like I say in every episode, like if you guys are suffering, and you know, feel free to reach out. You know, DM me. Um, I can get you in touch with Andy if you want to talk to Andy. I got his email. I'll ask him if that's cool. Um, oh, my new Instagram and his new Instagram, <laughs> Anxious Andy. Actually, you know what? I'm pretty <laughs> sure I follow kid. I'm pretty sure he exists. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Anxious Andy follows uh, follows us. But um, yeah, I mean, like, if you're looking for um, you know, that college, fresh out of college, you, I'm sure he'd be happy to talk to you and um. I appreciate you guys for listening and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Anxious Ambition Podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Follow us on Instagram at Anxious Ambition. You can actually watch this podcast over on YouTube. Lastly, check out our website, anxiousambition.com, where we have all of our merch and a portion of every sale is donated to NAMI and it helps support the individuals and their families who are suffering from mental illness. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, take it easy. Anxious. Ambition.